All right. Welcome, listeners. I'm back with a great episode about my next flight for episode 10. Join me as I take my first flight completely by myself from start to finish. This was a huge event personally for me in my training, and I really started to feel like a real pilot during this flight. Because I was responsible for everything from the initial pre-flight to the final tie-down and everything in between, I was really the pilot in command. Sometimes you just feel like a pilot. Chandler Tower, Cherokee 4121 Tango, it's at Chandler Air Service. We have Sulu, and uh, we'd like a south departure, please. All right, so I'm back from my mini vacation to scuba dive with my buddies in the northern Channel Islands off of California. And while I had a great time, I've got a lot of catching up to do with all of you. I want to take just a minute to thank PGA again for his great interview for Episode 9. I had promised in Episode 8 that I'd take you through my first solo flight away from the airport, and that's what we're going to do today. First, I have to note that this turned out to be a very, very important flight for me, which I'm sure I'll always remember. Maybe even more important than my first solo. I guess the reason for this is that this was the first time I think I really felt like a pilot. Sure, I had to get the go-ahead from one of the instructors at the school before I got the keys, but from that point on, everything was up to me. And I finally felt like the weight of the pilot-in-command title as I was solely responsible for every aspect of that flight, and that was a great feeling. I ended up having a fantastic flight. 1.1 hours all by myself, practicing a bit, and also doing a bit of tooling around. Join me as I take you through that flight. First of all, I was scheduled to do this flight early on a Saturday morning, which happens to be a day that my instructor doesn't usually work. That means I get the go-ahead from any instructor who I can find there uh, when I'm ready to go. For several days before that scheduled flight, we were having really unseasonably cold weather for Arizona and lots of overcast and rain. Usually when it rains in Arizona, it, it does it pretty violently and quickly and then goes back to being sunny. Every once in a while, though, very rarely, it hangs around that's sort of reminiscent of the Northwest, sort of like Seattle weather. That's what was happening that weekend. The good news was that it was supposed to clear out overnight before my flight. Unfortunately, when I woke up that Saturday, it still looked socked in and sort of rainy. I wandered over to the airport anyway just to make sure you know, it wouldn't clear up, and they told me that they had at least one plane available all day for me and that I could come back any time I felt like I was good to go. It was still supposed to be breaking up later, so I went home, and sure enough, several hours later, the sun was peeking through as expected. I headed back down to the field, got my approval, and I headed out. Channel 3, it's information India, time 1850 Zulu, wind 2504, weather better than 5005, temperature 17, er altimeter 2995, visual approach news, landing and departing runways 22 left and 22 right. Nose airmen, multiple obstructions in the vicinity of Chandler Airport up to 310 feet AGL. All VFR departures, vice ground control your direction of flight. Advise initial contact, you have India. Chandler Ground, Cherokee 2148 Yankee. It's a Chandler Air Service. Uh, we'd like a southeast departure, and I have India. Cherokee 2148 Yankee, Chandler Ground, taxi to runway 22 right via Alpha in November. Taxi to 22 right via Alpha in November, Cherokee 48 Yankee. Okay. <clears throat> On my own here, the weather 
turned good in the afternoon. We've got a uh, little bit of uh, overcast, but uh, not too bad. And it's sunny again, and it's pretty warm in the cockpit. Actually, water in the floor of the airplane, all the rain we've had. That's right. The floor of the plane was sopping wet from all of the rain. I actually talked to one of the instructors before heading out to make sure that this wouldn't pose a problem, and he said it happens sometimes when there's a lot of rain and somebody leaves the window open or something, but that it wouldn't present a problem and would drain out on its own. I was going to be heading out to the practice area to practice steep turns and stalls, and so I headed out to the end of runway 22 right and started the run-up. While finishing that up, I, I noticed a cool little airplane doing a taxi back in front of me. The pilot was obviously taking a young kid, maybe four years old or so, for a ride in his tri-pacer. There's a uh, Piper PA-22 in front of me. Got ready to take off. That's a pretty cool looking plane. The moment struck me as very, I don't know, general aviation-ish. Sort of a throwback to the good old days. So I finished up and I was ready to go. Chandler Tower, Cherokee 2148, Yankee is ready on 22 right. Cherokee 214, Yankee Channel Tower at the field boundary, left turn approved, runway 22 right, clear for takeoff, caution for mower, left side of the runway midfield. Clear for takeoff, 22 right, and we'll make left turn at boundary, uh, Cherokee 2148, Yankee. Speeds alive. Instruments in the green. 55. And we're off. Try pacer 1 Alpha Kilo, runway 22 right, clear to land. 1 Alpha Kilo, 22 right, clear to land. Uh, it's a little bumpy out here. I thought with the overcast it wouldn't be too bad, but I guess switching from cold to hot. Yeah, it was a little bumpier than I thought it would be, but it wasn't too bad. I made my left turn at the boundary and headed out to the practice area. I did a clearing turn, and then I started with a takeoff attitude or a power-on stall, which went off without a hitch, and then it sort of hit me. I'm out here just flying around by myself. Near the practice area is a test track for one of the major car manufacturers, actually several of them from different manufacturers. I guess Arizona is a popular place to test cars. I realized that I was flying right toward it and that I was in total control as to where I would go and what I could see, staying within the boundaries of my endorsements, of course. It was kind of liberating. I decided to get through some more of my practice maneuvers, so I went on to the steep turns. All right, here we are. Flying around. Head over here to the test track. It's 3,300 feet. Usually quite a bit of traffic out here, so my eye out. Cruising at about 100 knots. All right, I'm gonna do a steep turn. Start one to the left. Let me clear first. As I was clearing, I heard something on the radio that was sort of funny. 
I hadn't turned off the Chandler Tower frequency even though I was out of their airspace, and the mower that I had been warned about on my takeoff clearance asked for clearance to cross a runway. That's when I realized that they call the mower Mini-Me. Everyone's a comedian, I guess. Chandler Tower, Mini-Me. Mini-Me, Chandler Tower. Channel tower, proceed across runway 22 right in November. And now proceed up the right side, clear the runway. Mini me, channel tower, right? 3300 feet, and. I went ahead and did my steep turns, both left and then right, and as always seems to happen when you're alone, they were pretty good. I did a little tooling around, finished my practice, and decided to head back for some practice on what I really needed to work on, and that was landings. It also became clear that the overcast, or at least a broken layer, was lower than expected, probably about 5,000 feet MSL or less, and I felt like I was getting a little close to those clouds when I was cruising it at 3,300 feet, so I started to descend a bit. I also grabbed the new ATIS information as I headed back in. The visibility isn't normal Arizona visibility, that's for sure. Got haze sky and overcast and... Who knows? I, I kind of expected it to be clear because we've had so much rain the past few days. But tells you how much I know about weather. Take it down to 3,000. Chandler, report information Juliet, 1905, weather. Wind variable at 4, visibility 1-5. Ceiling 6,000 broken, 10,000 broken. Temperature 18, 2.8, altimeter 2994. Visual approach in use, landing and departing runways 22 left and right. Notice airmen, multiple obstructions in the vicinity of Chandler Airport up to 310 feet AGL. Departing aircraft, advise ground control direction of flight. Advise on initial contact, you have information, Juliet. I got myself about six miles south and called the tower on the south frequency. The airport was getting just a bit busier. Chandler Tower, Turkey 2148 Yankee is uh, six miles south, inbound with Juliet for touch and goes. Cherokee 214 Yankee Chandler Tower, make left traffic on right 22 left, report entering the downwind. Report entering the downwind for left traffic for 22 left, uh, Cherokee 2148 Yankee. Error 2 Delta Alpha, you verify you going to the ramp. Hey, from 2 to ramp, 2 Delta Alpha. Arrow 2 Delta Alpha, Roger, if able to turn right at Lima, continue taxiing, cross runway 22 right, and then contact ground at 124.4. Turn right at Lima and paying attention, crossing to the right. And monitor ground, 122.4. 2 Delta Alpha. Ground is 124.4. At 124.4 and 2 Delta Alpha. Hey, Chandler Tower, good afternoon. This is Timac, the 849RC. Fama Pegasus inbound, Juliet landing. Comanche calling to Ontario Radio Week. Say again, please. Okay, Chandler Tower, Comanche 19 Papa, Pegasus inbound, Juliet landing. Comanche 94 Papa, left base, runway 22 left, report 2 mile left base, traffic Cherokee inbound from the south. Roger, uh, report 2 mile left base for 22 left, Comanche 84 Niner 3 Papa. Comanche 93 Papa, ident. 1200, Comanche 84 Niner 3 Papa. Comanche 
Can I get a wind check, please? Wind 210 at 6. Thank you. Cherokee 4, Yankee, runway 22 left, clear, touch and go. Clear, touch and go, 22 left, entering the downwind now, clear, Yankee. Yep, that was me calling for a wind check. As I headed in and was about to turn into the pattern, I realized that there was no one else there to help me out, so I thought I'd better have all the information I could before I tried my first landing that day. I did my before landing flow and then checked the checklist. Carb heat off, fuel pump on, mixture full rich, fullest tank. Check. I was ready to go. I just reminded myself as I turned final to sit back and relax. No problem. Turkey four Yankee uh, Turkey is uh, left base. He will be touching go south runway. Okay, John three pop. We'll turn left toward uh, ten degrees. You're entering Gateway's airspace. Okay, ten degrees to the left for you. Nine three pop. Okay, back relax. And sure enough, it was a pretty good landing. I raised the flaps and pushed the throttle forward and lifted off again. There was a very slight crosswind from left to right, as I think the reported winds were from 210, but that's relative to true north, so adjusted for local variation, I believe that put the wind coming from a magnetic direction of about 199 degrees, or 190 degrees magnetic, on a runway of 220 degrees, so very slight, but crosswind nonetheless. All right, that was a pretty good landing. A little crosswind there. Too bad. So I continued around onto downwind and got cleared again. Cherokee 4, Yankee number 2, following the Comanche, approximately half mile final, runway 22 left, clear, touch and go. Clear, touch and go, 22 left, number 2, and I am looking for that traffic. Uh, can you please repeat where he's at? Cherokee 4, Yankee, short final, be over the numbers in about uh, 10 seconds. Roger that. Have the traffic. Number two, clear to land. Two, two left. Turkey four, I put it down again for a decent landing and taught myself once again that patience is a virtue. Okay, field is made. Shuttle helicopter one nine Victor Hotel. Number one for the helipad. Bravo departure southbound with Juliet. Helicopter one nine Victor Hotel. Challenge tower self departure. Approve helipad. Clear for takeoff. South departure proof, tell back clear for takeoff, helicopter one, nine, Victor Hotel. Nice one. Gotta be patient with it. Rotate. Turkey for Yankee traffic, hit to the right, arrow southbound. We have the traffic for you, Yankee. I came around one more time, got cleared, and was talking myself in. Cherokee 4, Yankee, runway 22 left, clear, touch and go. Clear, touch and go, 22 left, uh, 4, Yankee. Okay, I'll beam the numbers. 80 knots. All right, that last one I only used two knots of flaps, so I'm going to go to three this time. Line established 70 knot final. Bumpy out here. Well, there I was over the numbers, bumping around a bit, and once again, I just didn't feel comfortable enough to put it down. Poor Yankees going around. 
64 Yankee, Roger. Didn't like that one. Kind of bumpy. So around I went, did one more touch and go in some light but gusty conditions. And we'll pick back up on the upwind as I start my pattern for my final landing that day. Really gusty. And this will be my last one. Blowing all over the place, switching directions. I like it. Good practice. They'll gust up on me and then start lifting me and then die out and not real strong wind but it's a little bit challenging. Which is good, good practice. STPA. Cherokee 4 Yankee, you're in way 2-2 left, clear touch go. We'd like to make this one a full stop please. Four eight, Yankee. Cherokee 4 Yankee, change turn right 2 2 right, when we 2 2 right, clear land. Changing to 2 2 right, 2 2 right, clear to land, Cherokee 4 8 Yankee. Okay, so she switched rundlings on me, so I'm now a beam. And. Cherokee 4 Yankee, uh, instructor center, number 2, following the Cherokee left in a beam, just starting a, a right base for the north runway, report that traffic in sight. Got that traffic in sight, a beam, the runway, and myself, and I'll follow that number two. Cherokee 4 Yankee, affirmative number two, following the Cherokee right base, he is wings up, runway 22 right, clear to land. Number two, clear to land, 4 Yankee. And Chandler Tower, Skyline 71690 is entering our left downwind for 22 left. Skyline 690, 22 left, clear to land. And 690 will be full stop off. Sky 690, right, Jeremy, 2-2 left, clear to land, wind 1807. 2-2 left, clear to land, 690. Going to be a long final. Had me come in behind some traffic. So I waited for that other traffic to land, established myself on final, and I greased it in. Oh, that was dirty. Just kissing that runway. Cherokee 4 Yankee, right at hotel, taxi ramp, have a good one, just monitor ground. Turning right at hotel and we'll monitor ground, thank you very much. 4 Yankee. Okay. Oh, that was nice, even though it was challenging. I was moving around a little bit, but uh, ended up in the right attitude and just pissing that runway. Okay, after... So that was a pretty good way to end the day. I taxied back and tied down the airplane and just sort of soaked it in. I had commanded a flight from start to finish, and I really started to feel like a pilot as a result. This was to become one of my most memorable flights, and I'm sure it'll stay that way for some time. We'll stop there for this episode. I now had 2.1 hours of solo time and was ready to move on to learning some new techniques. If you'd like to give feedback to me or comment on one of my student pilot cast episodes, there are three ways to do that. First, to comment on a specific episode, please visit www.studentpilotcast.com and leave a comment for the, for the entry in that episode. Alternatively, you can contact me privately by clicking on the contact link in the upper right of that website. Lastly, feel free to send me email directly at bill at studentpilotcast.com.
I always welcome feedback and would love to hear from those of you who are training now or, or would like to be shortly. I get contacted a few times a week now by someone who's either training or would like to start, and I never get tired of hearing from you. It's encouraging to know that you're out there listening, but also that there are others out there, much like me, who can't get enough talking about aviation and who are just as excited about learning to fly as I am. I'd also like to give a quick shout-out to Jill over at AOPA's Flight Training Magazine. A little while ago, Jill contacted me about the podcast and some of my motivations for learning to fly in front of the world. And lo and behold, there's a half-page blurb about my humble cast in the July issue of Flight Training Magazine on page 14. Flight Training is published by AOPA and has long been one of my favorite mags to read, even before I started my training. I'd also like to welcome any listeners who found my podcast through this article. I hope you enjoy the content and stay a while. I'd also like to apologize to Will Hawkins, somehow from my reference of sources of inspiration to start the cast, in which I spelled his name correctly, to the pages of the magazine, Will turned into Willis. I'm sure everybody knew what they were talking about, though. Also, I should add that I referenced the pilot cast at www.pilotcast.com, as well as Airspeed at www.airspeedonline.com as well, but those must have been edited out for space. I've got to say, this was an encouraging solo flight. All of those times that I felt a little discouraged because I wasn't really getting getting the feel for something, especially landing, this flight helped me remember what I was working for. What what the prize was that I was after. I'm doing this to become safe, competent, and legal, to command an airplane, to bring enjoyment and utility to myself, my family, and my friends. And I got just a little taste of that this day, and I liked it a lot. This flight put me smack dab in the middle of stage two, and I was going to be learning some performance landing and takeoff techniques in the coming days. I was looking forward to that, but for a couple of days, I felt like I was walking on those clouds that I ducked under that warm day in May. I really felt like a pilot. for today's audio cast is the song To Be an Angel from the great Canadian band Uncle Seth. You can get more information and subscribe to the Student Pilot audio cast using iTunes, Zune, or any other podcatcher at www.studentpilotcast.com.